Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Z Speaks, a podcast where youth can talk current events. In my last podcast, I referred to COVID being a mental pandemic as much as it is a physical one. Though it's very much validated, I'm sure it's not new to identify feeling disconnected, anxious, overwhelmed, any other emotion. So today I've brought a friend of mine to talk about the recent patterns of mental health and strategies to stay strong through 2020. David, can you introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. My name is David Kroll. I currently am a student at Immaculata University in Malvern, PA. I am a biology major, hopefully with a minor in both psychology and chemistry. I'm very passionate about mental health in general. One of my career goals, hopefully, fingers crossed, is to become a medical doctor and specialize in psychiatry. So this is definitely a topic that I am very passionate about. Wow, that's a huge workload, David. I have the biggest admiration for you. So I'm sure you're feeling a lot of pressure with the new school year, especially being online. What has been the biggest shift for you, would you say, in 2020 as far as your mental health and and personally staying strong and balanced? I think definitely the key word that you just said was balance. Um, I definitely have been finding myself, especially during the day, instead of doing homework, I'm on Netflix or I'm doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing and then everything begins to catch up on me. Mm -hmm. And it becomes extremely stressful because I don't have that ability to go to school and go to the library or, you know, go somewhere where I can do my homework that's not in my room or in my bed. Um, And I especially can't do it upstairs in my house because everybody's home, my sister's doing homework. So I say the shift in my mental health came with a lot of heavy stress. I've definitely noticed with myself I've gained a little bit of weight. Um, I've been chewing my cheeks, like sort of, like, you know how people, like, chew their tissue in their mouth? Right. I've been kind of doing that, like, like, out of nerves and anxiety so sort of like almost like converting my anxiety into a physical thing and so what I've been doing is kind of practicing a thing that they teach you in in colleges I don't know if anybody went over this because of online school but it's something called mindfulness and basically you kind of put everything away and you sit wherever you are and you focus on everything that is happening in your environment so say you're in your room and your fan's on. Well, you just think about the fan or you think about the sounds that are occurring or you you just kind of put yourself in that present moment and you don't worry about what's happened yesterday or what's going to happen tomorrow. You just worry about what's going on right now. That sort of helps me bring myself back to reality and not worry about things that are going to occur if I don't do this or if I do this, I'm going to be able to do this. So it's sort of that way to kind of level out my consciousness. Right. And I I feel like that's something that so many people need right now, especially students Mm -hmm. who are working from their bedroom or on their dining room table. So it's so hard to focus when there's so many surrounding things going on, your family, your pets, whatever. Um, So so how would you... How would you practice mindfulness? I know you're saying that in the moment you can think about it, but I'm sure there are also ways to kind of get an idea of how to practice that. So how would you recommend people get on board with mindfulness? So I definitely suggest doing mindfulness in a space that removes distraction. So going outside, going to a park, taking going for a walk, and leaving your, your electronics and your cell phone at, at your house and kind of removing those external distractions first. And then once you are good at doing that, then try to bring yourself 
back to your comfort zone and doing it inside your house with your electronics. And it sort of allows you, it builds self-control. You want to, you kind of want to work your way towards that. And that's, that's definitely something that I did. I would go outside, go to the park, um, enjoy nature, definitely unplug, um, take your shoes off, touch your feet to the ground, ground yourself a little bit. It's all about, I always say take breaks as well. Like, especially during school, even like after when school's over and you have, you know, you have a crap ton of homework, take that moment to practice mindfulness, go outside, take a deep breath, make yourself some hot tea, you know, definitely work on that TLC, um, tender love and care for yourself, because that's definitely something that I see a lot of kids aren't doing. Yeah. And something that you mentioned that I really want to bring home and is all about the electronics and the technology. You know, we live in a world where the past six months we've been glued to a screen and rightfully so we've had to be. That's We've all been forced to convert school into a computer, convert work into a computer. And it's so important to take at least a few minutes of your day where you can put the electronics down. Students have Zoom calls now. And I think I've said this before, but for me, that's been feeling a lot more isolating than it is socializing. And if you can just find those little ways to, if you can't connect with people, connect with yourself, connect with the world around you, because it's going to be so much harder to do through a screen than if you just take a walk outside, like you were saying. Right, exactly. Definitely with the electronics, studies have shown in recent years, since the 2000s, that visible light has actually been shown to um, create a lot of photo damage, um, especially for our skin. Um, you, everybody knows that UV rays produce a lot of skin aging and skin damage. Um, but studies are also showing that visible light, especially in the blue light spectrum, have been shown to uh, deteriorate your retina in your eyes, um, skin damage on your skin. So definitely us being in front of a screen, which we know gives us high doses of blue light, is actually very bad for our physical health, especially with blue light is also the stimulating um, rays of the sun. It's also the, the largest wavelength of light, as we know, because the sky's blue, the water in the ocean is blue. It's the light that travels the farthest. So it, it, can, it can create a lot. It has a lot of, it has high energy. So it's able to um, basically produce free radicals in our skin very easily and create a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. So a lot of kids, are now starting to show signs of insomnia. Usually kids don't get a lot of these issues until they're in college when they're constantly having to study, but they're starting to show now earlier in high school kids and in middle school kids, insomnia, headaches, irritability, uh, difficulty falling asleep and staying asleep, stuff like that. And that's definitely something that is a huge problem that I think we need to address as well. Definitely taking that time to two hours before bed to kind of do a digital detox, turn all your electronics off, turn your phone off. Um, and then right before you go to bed, obviously you can put your phone on for the alarm, or even if you can get an alarm clock that doesn't require your phone, that would probably be better because having that stimulating light, no matter what you do, if you put any red filters on, you're still getting a little bit of that blue light. And I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been a huge trend in the blue light glasses. Yes. A lot of people have been, starting to get them studies are showing that they do work for some people but they're also saying that they could be more of a placebo than an actual treatment definitely people who are sensitive to light in general have benefited from them it could benefit 
people in general, just kind of lowering that dose in their eyes of that blue light. And like you said, with being online and being in Zoom and Google Meets, it definitely is way more isolating than they think. I know when I'm on my Google Meet, nobody has their cameras on. Nobody speaks. It's kind of like, oh, does anybody have any questions? Nobody says anything. Right. And I feel like I'm, I feel like what kids can do is try to, even if, even if you don't like participating, is just try to participate, still have those conversations with your professors or um, your teachers. My professors are actually very kind and they actually provide time outside of class for us to meet with them and ask them questions just so that we can still have that connection. We don't want to lose connections with people. We're highly social animals. We are actually probably one of the most social animals to the point where we socialize with other animals, other species, dogs, cats, birds, fishes. We are very social, and this is definitely creating a lot of issues within our, you know, in within human psyche in general. Yeah, that's right. And these are so helpful tips, especially right now when I personally, and I, I think a lot of people would agree with me, it's a time where you don't really feel in control of anything. You don't feel in control of this virus. You don't feel in control of these systemic changes of everything going on on social media. You feel very out of control, but these are little things that you can do. And not only will you get a better grasp on your mental health and your physical health, but you'll also feel more control. And it's this really just this big cycle of positivity or negativity. And it's, it's all your choice. It is your choice to keep up with yourself mentally and physically in these small ways, but they are very impactful what you said about control, you can definitely do things in your life that you have control of. Like, for example, our brain loves having goals and meeting those goals. Mm -hmm. So one easy, simple goal that you can do is make your bed every day. It's actually very satisfying for your, for your brain to make your bed, get up, make your bed. That's something that you have totally in your control to do. So doing certain things, making yourself thinner, doing things that you know that you have control of definitely can help you feel like you you are in control of your life because everybody wants to feel in control and make decisions for themselves. So that's definitely a good idea. Another thing that people can do is a lot of volunteer work. I know there are a lot of hospitals and a lot of places that require volunteers, and that's definitely something that you can put in your mind. Oh, I have control over something. I'm helping out my community. Therefore, I... I feel better. And that's definitely something that I'm interested in. And it gives me more control over my life. And it's definitely something I can put on my resume. That's so amazing. Looking for volunteer opportunities, maybe getting a part-time job somewhere like a grocery store, doing stuff that you know that, hey, this is in my control. I'm able to do this. Yeah. And along those lines, if you do feel uncomfortable going out there and volunteering. I completely understand that. And there are still virtual opportunities to get involved within your community. I will definitely link some down below. There are definitely ways to get involved within your community, online, in person, whatever you're comfortable with. Absolutely. Especially like something like DoorDash. That's definitely something people can do. That's kind of not too much of going out and being with people. It's something you can do privately. So People should definitely look into that. Instacart, definitely people who are sick right now who can't go out and get their stuff, they're definitely very booming businesses. Something that I did want to return back to is what you were saying with your Zoom calls and not only participating, but also seeking out the resources that schools are providing right now, even though it is all virtual. People do want to help. And I understand, especially as an incoming freshman, and I'm sure a lot of incoming freshmen in high schools, maybe sophomores in high school, maybe middle schoolers right now, it feels very uncomfortable to seek that help when you're surrounded by new things as it is. And now it's all online. So that makes it even harder. 
Uh, David, I know you have a little sister who's a sophomore in high school, and I'm sure you've seen the toll that that's taken. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so my sister is very passionate about her schoolwork and very passionate about succeeding. And definitely with being online, I've noticed that, especially with me, everybody's getting a million emails every single day. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to miss things. It's very easy to um, just see something and be like, oh, that's not that's not, I don't need to worry about that right now. But then you never end up worrying about it at all. Mm -hmm. So definitely people who care hard about their education and succeeding in life, they definitely have shown a lot of stress. I definitely know my sister, I don't want to talk about her without, you know, her consent and everything, but she's definitely shown a lot of issues. She gets very stressed and upset about her schoolwork because she cares. She loves learning. She wants to be in school. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. A lot of these kids who are in school right now, you know, everybody says, oh, I hate being at school. I hate it. You don't really hate it. I know there are a lot of kids who really want to go to school right now. They want to be with their friends. They want to be a lot of the things that are occurring with people, with children not being at school, is that schools are starting to assume that everybody has Wi-Fi and printers and computers to their disposal, but they don't. I know there were videos of people who have to sit outside the school for hours every single day to do their homework. And it's definitely um, creating a huge toll and a huge strain on families. You know, parents have to stop going to their jobs because they have to take their kids to the school to do their homework. Because it's so new, schools don't have the right resources to take care of their children. And especially in places like in Philly, with Philly school districts, I know school is basically their safest place. Being at home is not. Especially, you know, at school they can receive a certain amount of health care um, from the nurses if they need it, if they have any issues. They get food. They are in a safe place. They have Wi-Fi. They can do their homework. So I've definitely seen a lot of Domestic violence, um, especially with my mom, um, she works in criminal justice. She's seen a huge spike in domestic violence, a huge spike in gun violence, a huge spike in suicide rates, um, which is definitely very unfortunate. Um, but definitely these kids need to unplug. They need to, I've told my sister, she gets very stressed, especially after she's done classes for seven hours. She still has two to three hours of homework to do. So she's on that computer for 10 hours. And I told her, I said, you need to take a break. You need to go on a walk. Uh, go get yourself something to drink. Eat something. Um, definitely taking those breaks to kind of take a deep breath, reel it all in, and figure out what needs to be done today and worry about what needs to be done tomorrow tomorrow. Absolutely. If you didn't schedule in that time for self-care before, before the pandemic, before we went all online that is imperative that you do so now. And like David's saying, it's the small things. It's making your bed in the morning. It's unplugging for an hour. It's taking a walk. It's eating right. Maybe looking at some in-home exercises. It's whatever you need to do. You can listen to your body and be in control of your mental health because it's, it's our responsibility now. And it is. And that's, that's the unfortunate thing is that kids are now starting to realize that they need to take care of themselves. And that's very difficult. But I also want to say one thing. 
definitely talk to your school. Every school has free resources for mental health, especially in college. I know my school has something called the Bruder Center where they take walk-ins. So, like, say mm-hmm. you're having a crisis and you need to walk in and talk to somebody, they'll take you. They, will, they don't turn anybody away. Um, and I know for a fact that they're doing call counseling sessions, Google Meet sessions. I will even believe that some schools are letting the kids come to campus and, you know, having a socially distant check-in. And definitely, I would stress doing something creative. Um, if you're, you know, I know, Senta, you're a musician, and so am I. Yeah, I do enjoy just kind of jamming out my guitar or playing the piano, just kind of moment to be creative and do something that I enjoy. So if you're, if you like to garden or if you like to, if you're into art or music, definitely do those things that give you, that, that, that make you feel good. And I definitely told my sister is really into art. And I said, why don't you draw something or color something? She definitely is doing the, um, what's it called? You can buy them on Amazon and then you put the gems on the thing and stuff like that or a paint by number, something that you can do that's like, oh, this is going to look really cool. Definitely. And just spending a few minutes working on that every day. I know it might feel like it's it's worthless or useless or something like that. You could be doing other productive things, but it actually will make you focus a lot better when it's done and you think, oh, that was a, that was very satisfying. So right. it's another great thing to recommend to people. And one thing that has really helped me personally, and I know this doesn't help everybody, is definitely my faith. Um, so if anybody's like has a faith, definitely try to work on it during this time. I know in the very beginning, I kind of lost my faith a little bit, especially when all the churches closed down. Um, but now that it's all open, I've definitely been making that one of my priorities. And it's really helped me kind of stay stable because I know that all things are passing. There's nothing that that happens in your life that is going to be forever. So I know a lot of bad things are happening. I know especially with my family, we've lost a lot of people, not due to COVID, just in general. There have been a lot of bad news that we've heard. That doesn't last forever. That never lasts forever. And there's going to be an extremely good thing that's going to happen to every single person who's going through stuff right now. So you have to remember that nothing is constant. Everything passes. All things are passing. Absolutely. And when everything passes, I hope everybody can look back and and think, wow, what a great internal transformation. What a great way that I've been able to balance my mental health, these strides that I've made to make myself stronger. And a positive takeaway is to know that we're all going through this. Yes, it's a very different experience for each and every person. But everywhere you look, there's going to be somebody who wants to help you. And there's resources surrounding especially all the students and I'll be putting resources down below. David, is there anything else that you would like to say? I just want to thank you for allowing me to have a little bit of a platform. Um, I definitely was a little afraid to speak my mind about these topics, but I definitely appreciate you reaching out to me and allowing me to come to speak on your podcast. It means a lot. Well, it was my pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for coming out. You're welcome, Santa. Everybody take care. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. (laughs) 